I am going to give you the secret to be the most successful speaker in the world. If you want to sound the most eloquent, if you want to be known as the wisest man or woman to ever speak in the world, I'm going to give you the one piece of advice to make it happen. Are you ready? Here it is. Shut up. That's all you have to do. Shut up. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We are so thankful for tonight. I pray that we will be a people known by our love, not by our opinions. We are blessed to be in this place. We are blessed to hear from you. And I pray that our hearts will be impacted by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So, you've heard these scriptures thrown at you probably for a while now. From out of, uh, I'm sorry, for out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Do not let any unwholesome talk come from your mouth, but only what is helpful for building each other's up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. I want to break down what that means a little bit. So, whenever I hear a Christian who has the self-control to shut up, to be quiet in a moment, you know what that tells me? That tells me that out of their heart, out of their heart of love, out of their heart of empathy, out of their heart of compassion, silence speaks. And sometimes silence is the loudest thing you can say. If you haven't noticed, the world has a very low opinion when it comes to Christians. People do not like Christians. If people are not Christians, they probably have a reason why they're not Christians. And to be honest, we Christians gave ourselves that reputation. Even Gandhi is famous for saying, Gandhi's famous for a lot of reasons, but he's famous for saying, I would be a Christian if it wasn't for all the Christians. That should speak something to us. The world's low opinion has a lot to do with Christians' unwillingness to be quiet on certain issues. So, hear me. (laughs) You may be thinking, wow, this guy's in the ditch. Listen, there are times that we need to shut up, but there are also times that we need to speak up. There are times that we need to be loud. So, let's get specific. Opinions? Shut up. Truth? Speak up. Your opinion of our current president of the United States, is that really a hill worth dying on as a Christian? Is that really worth ruining your witness to someone? Your thoughts on how a certain preacher delivers their message is that worth killing your influence for? Your opinion on someone's parenting style, is that really something that you should damage your character for? We act like judgment is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Did you hear me? We act like judgment is one of the fruits of the Spirit. It's not. In fact, a lot of the attributes that Christians are known for not having are the attributes or the fruits of the Spirit love, joy, peace, and patience. There's something wrong whenever we don't associate those words with Christians. Let me ask you this. Did Jesus speak in public about his opinions? Or did he speak about himself and the love of Christ while he was in public? Speak out about the death, life, and resurrection of Jesus Christ because those things are truth. Those things are what we know 
is true in the Bible. Those things are what we hold to be foundational as Christians. It's okay to not have an opinion. Let me tell you the three words that Christians are so scared of. I don't know. It's okay to not know. And it's okay to communicate that you don't know. Well, what do you think about this topic? Well, you need to be an activist about this. I don't know enough about that. I don't know the truth about what's going on there enough to stand up and be on one side or the other. But as Christians, that's kind of looked as weakness some of the time. Here's what's really happening, okay? Here's what we see in society and Christianity. It's this thing called a superiority complex. And let me explain a little bit. When you know that you know that you know that something is true, you are very tempted to hold it over the heads of people who don't know that it's true. I could probably run a mile faster than most people in this room. In fact, I could probably outrun you in a mile and then outlift you in the gym. That's just where I'm at. That's where you're at. There's nothing wrong with that. But when I start to think, you know what? I can run faster than them. I probably got a better ACT score than them. And you know what? I got a better ACT score than them. I probably am better at reading my Bible than them. I probably have more biblical knowledge than them. You know what? I have more biblical knowledge than them. I'm probably better equipped as a Christian to walk out my daily life. I'm probably better equipped as a Christian to go through life and to make better decisions than that person. That is a superiority complex, and that is 100% wrong. And here's why. God made us in His image. He didn't make me more in His image than you. He didn't make any one of us more in His image than anyone else. That's why it doesn't matter if I can run a mile faster than you can because I am made in His image just as much as you are made in His image. And that's why as Christians, our superiority complex should not be there. Christians can be some of the most passive-aggressive, toxic, unhealthy people in the world. And if you don't believe me, just look around. There are countless stories in the news, even right now, of pastors having uh, 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 affairs outside of their marriage. There are priests who have been convicted of molesting children. Statistically, Christians are the worst tippers at restaurants. We have a bad reputation. In the words of Johnny Cash, he put it like this, I wear the black because it's a symbol of rebellion against the stagnant status quo, against our hypocritical houses of God, against the people whose minds are closed to others' ideas. Culture, society, realizes that there's something about Christians that is closed off. And it's our responsibility to change that. People who aren't a part of Christianity actually feel the need to separate themselves from the movement of church. Like I said earlier, people who aren't Christians probably have a reason why they're not a Christian. They may have been hurt by someone in the church. They may have been uh, part of um, an embarrassment with talking behind their back. Whatever it may be. And the reason for that is so many times we use our opinions as truth instead of using truth as our truth. 
Honestly, I can't blame people who try to disassociate themselves from Christianity. In a lot of ways, this is coming from a youth pastor. I want to disassociate myself from the movement of Christianity. And I want to align myself with the movement of Jesus. Because those two things, unfortunately, are different. Those two things have become different lanes that people are traveling in. And I don't want to be known as a Christian. I want to be known as a Christ follower. I want to be known as a Jesus follower. Let me ask you this. Who's watched a movie um, since the summer of 2018? If you've seen one movie in the last three years, raise your hand. Okay, who is lying in here? Because we've watched movies together. I know people have seen movies in here. Okay, so everyone, right? Why would you do that? Why would you do such a horrible thing? Why would you watch a movie in the last three years? Don't you know that Harvey Weinstein was arrested in the summer of 2018 for rape and sexual assault? Why didn't that keep you from watching movies? Don't you know that the movie industry is filled with sex, uh, affairs, um, drugs, all of these horrible, horrible things, but you still go and you watch movies? Why do you do that? It's for the same reason that we don't give up on Jesus just because some Christians act stupid. It's because the movement, the person who is Jesus Christ, the beauty of the cross, the majesty of God's divinity, the love that knows no bounds is worth more than all of those people who have ever offended you or who who will offend someone at any time in the history of humanity. The cross is worth more than those moments. Your offense is outweighed. It's not even close. And it's outweighed by the love of the cross. That's why I stick with Christianity. That's why I stick with Jesus. Not because of what someone who claimed to be a Christian said to me one time. Because if that were the case, I would have left Christianity long ago. Listen, as Christians, there's a responsibility on us. And that responsibility comes like this. I hold Christians to a certain standard. Listen, if you're coming to me for advice, and I know that you're a Christian... I'm going to hold you to a fairly high standard because Christians need to hold themselves to a higher standard. But listen, I'm not going to come up to someone who doesn't believe in heaven, hell, Jesus, the resurrection, or any of that and say, man, why aren't you tithing? That doesn't make any, they don't even know who Jesus is. Uh, why are we so concerned with the symptoms of what's going on? The question is not, Am I going to heaven or am I going to hell? The question is, is there a heaven? Is there a hell? That's what people are asking. We drive uh, to Branson fairly often and we see this billboard and it has that question on it. It says, are you going to heaven or hell? And I just think, no, that's not the question people are asking. The question people are asking is, is there a heaven or is there a hell? Listen, Stop holding non-Jesus people to the same standard that you're holding Jesus people. One of the most annoying things that I see in Christianity 
is when this person who is broken, doesn't know Jesus, is at the lowest of low, and then steps out in boldness and decides, I want to follow Jesus. And it's beautiful, and there's tears, and it's genuine, and you can tell they're, they're stepping into this relationship with Jesus, and it's new, and it's exciting. And then all of a sudden, these Christians start bombarding them with, you need to stop smoking. You need to stop drinking. You need to stop sleeping around. You need to stop cheating. You need to stop doing... Whoa! You're addressing the symptoms. You're not addressing the heart. And when you start doing that, eventually those things will come back because the root issue was never dealt with. And let me tell you this. Jesus is not about changing your behavior. He's about changing your heart. Because Christianity is about Jesus changing you from the inside out. And that's why, as Christians, we can't expect some instantaneous change in people whenever they accept Jesus. I don't expect my daughter, Amara, to clean up after herself. She's almost 10 months old. Why don't you clean up after yourself? Why don't you wipe your own butt? That's not what I'm concerned about, because she's a baby, (laughs) As Christians, we expect spiritual babies to already be doing what spiritually mature people should be doing. That's a double standard, and I hope no one ever holds me to that standard because God knows there are still aspects of my life that I am not maturing. We're talking about doing things on purpose. Last time we talked about thinking on purpose, the importance of what it's like to actually think on our own for our thoughts to be independent of other people's thoughts. Here's what I mean when I say we're going to speak on purpose. We're not going to speak. We're going to shut up as Christians. And then we're going to listen. And then we're going to love. In John chapter 13, it says, By this, everyone will know, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love and unselfish concern for one another. Hear me, speaking is necessary. And in a lot of different ways, Christians haven't spoken up when they are supposed to speak up. But I really think it's flipped. In today's society, and what we see right now in this moment in history, we have been so outspoken about our opinions that when we're outspoken about the truth, no one cares to listen anymore. Hear me, speaking is necessary. But now, in this time in history, I believe that it is a much better witness for Christ when we shut up about our opinions, speak up about the truth, and love with an unselfish concern for one another. That is how we speak on purpose. 